Well, good morning, Valley Church. Are you excited to be in God's house this morning? I'm telling you, God is so good, so good. Don't be alarmed. They, I told them to put those out for me. It's not a fire hazard, not trying to keep you away from things, but I believe the Lord is going to do some amazing things this morning, as he already has and already has been doing. I feel like, um, not I feel, I know that God is already moving and doing something great. And with that, it's an opportunity for us. I, I always say like, well, it's my job as a leader to do this and to do that. And I, I had to correct myself over the week that it's an opportunity that I get to be able to speak into generations' lives as principal of our school, as youth pastor, as my wife is our children's pastor. It's our opportunity to be able to speak into lives, to be able to see the kingdom of Christ come and just wreck kids' um, kids's hearts and minds with the gospel of Jesus. And I feel like that's what he wants to do this morning. As I, we got ready for the week and we started, you know, you're, you, as a youth pastor, you're trying to figure out like you need a, a sermon, but that you need, you need a game. And I was like, you know, last time I made them take off a sock and drink a soda, uh, which, you know, I'm a youth pastor. We make them do weird things. And uh, although to be fair, okay, listen, one of the youth guys told me that he had just showered that day. They were clean socks, so he was good to go. So listen, he was good. Like, we went for it, okay? Um, he didn't win the game, but that's okay. Um, but as I started to speak to them, the season that I feel like the Lord's starting to move in our hearts and minds as young people, and that is what the Father wants to do is reveal and release. He wants to reveal his heartbeat, and he wants for us to be able to release it into either our family or where we're called to be at. And so we started walking that out um, as young people over the past two weeks of the, the reveal that he has for us. To reveal his heartbeat, it's like, it's our heart postured into, I wanna see everything that he's got for me. And a lot of times it can be where we, we think almost, and I say we, because maybe this is just myself, but I think I've gotta be like, when I say excellence at it, I mean like I've got to be perfect at it. I feel like I have to be, I have to perfect the skill to make sure that I've got it all down in place. I've got the right notes. I've got the right things. I've got the right game in youth group. Uh, you know, we sing the right song when we do worship or, or all the different things. But yet really what excellence means is that we, we're not the best at it. It means we give our best to it. And I feel like that's really, as we begin to walk things out, it's like what the Spirit of God wants to do is give us that spirit of excellence. But the shame and guilt have to be torn apart. It has to be two different things. And it's not that we walk in that I have to be perfect. It means that I get to give my all to it. It means that every time we either, and I say we, because if we step onto the platform, I step in front of the youth, or even just at the, at the restaurant, am I giving my best to see the kingdom of God come? Am I giving my best? Because guess what? It may be that we get to speak life into the server that's coming up to us at the restaurant. You may be able to speak life when you've just stood in line, because I just did this this week. When you stood in line for like 30 minutes at the bank and you've got appointments to get to and you're a little bit frustrated. Has any ever been, anybody ever been there? You're a little frustrated. Yeah, for real. You want to get going. And it's like, dude. But then you get there and you can see that on their face. I'm so sorry, sir. I got told her, I'm so sorry, sir, that we, uh, that, you know, it took a little bit longer. I'm so sorry. I said, hey, don't apologize. How's your day going today? And she was like, well, it's kind of busy. I said, I saw that. But hey, you know what? You're doing an amazing job. Keep up the good work. You know, can you deposit this in for me? <laughs> but a simple word can change so much. 
And what about this morning with a simple word from God can change everything? A simple word that we begin to feel and, and know that what he wants to do in this house is going to just be amazing and powerful. But are we listening for the word? I told our young people this week, you know, on social media, I'm sure as all of us do as adults as well, as you're on social media and, and you start listening to someone and they'll always tell you at the end of the video, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. You know, if you like this video, you like that we just pulled this prank, like and subscribe. I hear it a lot from my kids when they're watching YouTube. And it's like, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. I told our young people, well, what about the unfollow button? What about the button that we have to push to unfollow some things so that really we can begin to follow what really God has for us in our lives? Prophetic words were given last week. Well, how many of you were here last week with Prophet John Amelia on a harky? Wasn't that just amazing? I mean, awesome and great. Yeah. Monday morning, we woke up and me and Ez just started talking about the weekend. And she's like, what did you feel? I was like, man, it was powerful. And the word that he spoke over my life was like so spot on. I couldn't help but cry like a baby. And, you know, all these things. And it was great. And she said, okay, that's great. But how do you feel this morning? And I was like, I just told you. Like, I feel really good, you know. And she's like, no, not not about like how you feel. But what are you going to do with the prophetic word that's been given to your life? And I was like, you're you're right on. (laughs) My wife is actually very smart. She's amazing and powerful. If you know her, man, she's, she's got really good things to say. And I was like, you know what, babe? That's very true. Like, what are we going to do with those prophetic words that he has given to us? What are we going to do next as the word's been given? We talk a lot of this is what, you know, we, how we want to do things. And, and it was crazy as, as we began to hear prophetic words, like all of a sudden it turned me and Ez to start talking to each other saying like, how can we help steward the word on? How can we help each other to know that, hey, God said this into your life. I want to be able to walk that out with you. Hey, God said this into your life. I want to be able to walk that out with you. We just talked about, you know, healthy marriages, healthy community. And that's what we want to do here at Valley Church is we want to walk this out together. We don't want it to be if you feel alone or you're feeling discouraged or you're saying like, this is my first time here. I want you to know you're part of a family that is going to champion you on. That is, you're going to be reminded constantly that you are called of God. You're anointed to do his purpose and his plan in your life. And guess what? We're going to walk it out together. And it doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect because guess what? We're not. Sometimes we're not perfect. I'm just going to leave it at that, right? We don't want to start calling things out. No, we're saying the good. Sometimes we're not perfect, but guess what? We're going to put our best foot forward because we know when we take our best foot forward, he takes the rest of the 99. There's this thing with Jesus that I feel like at many times that in our walk with God, it's got to be that um, it's almost like we have to bring him the perfect gift. And it's got to be rat perfect. It's got to be, you know, at Christmas time, my wife's like, you've got to fold it this way. You've got to put the bow on. And I'm like, babe, just put it in a Walmart bag and put it under the tree, you know, <laughs> right? As a dad. That's what I'm talking about. Like, dude, it's a newspaper rolled up. That was some of the greatest gifts I ever received in my life. Like, so like, you know, but it's like, we got to, no, you got to perfect. But here's the thing with Jesus is he's like, you, you don't have to wrap yourself in perfect. You don't have to wrap yourself in this idea of that. I have to get rid of it to be able to walk into his presence. No, 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 no. We get to walk in his presence and he's the one that removes things. He's the one that when we come with our repentive heart, and that's the thing, when we come with our repentive heart, that Jesus, first off, I'm sorry, I I messed up. I did a mistake, I 
sinned. I missed the mark. But here's the thing. My heart is I just want to see you even more work in my life. As I walked in this morning, I, was, we, I normally, every, every time, if you know, if I'm going to get ready to speak, normally my first thing is, like, you know, get all this stuff ready, and then I take off to the prayer room and spend some time in the prayer room while worship is going on. And it was like, from the very first song, you could just feel, like, all of a sudden, all the hairs, like, on the back of my neck and arms just stood up. From the very first song, because I, I, I got to tell you, I felt like, from the prophetic words that we've been given, there's now this challenge that we want to see God really to extend the borders in our life. But it's not just about expanding the borders. It's more about, you know, we've, we, we were hearing prophetic words of the whole place being filled. And I'm, and I'm thankful as one of the leaders, I'm thankful that's going to be amazing as, as we fill the balcony and the, and the pews or, and so many different things. That's great as more people. But most of all, you know what I started to really rejoice for is it meant the glory of God was going to fill even more. As a leader, I begin to think about like, man, who, I know we want to have our three points and we want to be excellent at what we do, but really excellence is I want to see the glory fill the house so strong that we can't even stand to minister anymore. That we can't feel anything else, but I just want to stand in his presence to know that he's a glorious God, to know that he's everything to me. Because sometimes we're waiting for the prophetic word, and, I, and I'm saying myself included, because I know, I, I sit there too being like, Prophet John, pro- prophesy over me, pick me, pick me. I know, I do it. And so, but here's the thing though, like how much more is it, am I waiting for that, from that word to come from Prophet John, or am I waiting for the connection that I have with the Father? Am I waiting, Pastor Lynn said it great, man, we could have just let Pastor Lynn preach and be done with it, like we could have called lunch at that point. And it was but it's like as husbands, as leaders, when we begin to say, and, and when we take the charge in our house and say, you know what? I don't want Netflix to be the main voice in my, in my kids' life. I don't want social media to be the, the, the main voice in my kids' life. I want my voice to be the strongest voice in my kids' life. I don't want the glory to be so strong that it just fills this temple and we leave it here. I want the glory to be so strong that it fills this temple and fills this temple that when I walk home and sit down with my kids or my family at the dinner table, the glory begins to be released right there in our house. I'm telling you so strong. It's like we got to be prepared and build, start to build for what God wants to do. But the first thing that we got to go after is his presence. The first thing that I started to think about, it's like, man, I want to have my three points and I want the the youth group to grow and I want to do this and I want to do that. But how much more is it that, hey, guys, we just want to dive ourselves into the word of God. We just want to position ourselves to say, God, let your kingdom reign in my hearts and minds. I feel like it's going to be like a Chronicle Times in the book of Chronicles when it says that the glory cow began to fill that the priest couldn't even stand to minister. There was things that they began to have to do to get to that point. As they saw the ark coming in, as the priests began to prepare themselves and put on different clothes, as they began to take off things that didn't no longer belong, and then it was the spot of they came all together just to begin to seek the face of God. And as we lead in everything that we do, I want it to be that I just want to see his face. I just want to know him more. And I've got so much to say, but I, I feel like we got to pause for a minute. Is that okay? Would you just put your hands out? Would you just keep your eyes closed for a moment?
There's power in the pauses, power in the pause if we just stop for a moment. Say, Jesus, what really do you want to say here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling it right now. I don't, I'm telling you. You may have come in with discouragement, but I feel like the Lord's starting to to release joy even more. If that's you, would you just put your hand up? You just need a double portion of joy. Would you put your just one hand up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We say joy right now. Whoa, joy. Joy to fill them from the top of their head down to the sole of their feet right now, Jesus joy to be able when they wake up in the morning it's joyfulness it's God we thank you for a day there's this spirit of joy that just bubbles over from them God even in the middle of circumstances let them have the joy yeah whoa okay so I just kind of feel like if it's if it's something like in regards to your feet um, like maybe, uh, I don't know, like maybe swelling. It's kind of what I'm feeling. Or like your ankle, um, ankles. Um, is that anybody? Anybody feeling anything in their feet, their ankles? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Like it, it really feels like um, I, almost like every time I'm stepping, I'm feeling like uh, like whatever. Like something's like pulling on me. I don't know how to put it that. And that's kind of when you step, it feels like something's trying to draw you back. If it's your ankles, feet, would you just put your hand in the air? Right now, right where you're at, if you're around somebody that has their hand up, would you just extend their hand to them? You don't have to touch them. It's okay. Holy Spirit's going to do amazing work right now. But just extend your hand to them. Yeah, we say right now, God, over their feet. Over their feet. And maybe even the worriness of like, I may never walk again. We just break that off right now in Jesus' name. We say all worry right now. You've got to go in Jesus' name. We say all swelling to go down. We say arthritis to be healed in the toes. We say gout to be gone right now. We say ankles to be, to work properly. You've even been scared to walk because you're afraid that you're gonna like twist your ankle or fall. We're saying all worry right now, all fear has to go in the name of Jesus. Yeah, come on, people start praying. It's all right, release it, release it. It's our mouth that declares it. So we declare healing over feet right now in Jesus' name. We declare healing right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I'm always a little nervous to do this, so we're going to walk through this together. Is that okay? I'm always a little nervous to ask because you want people to be healed, right? But did anybody feel any, any like, um, healing or any improvement at all in your ankle? Would you test it out like you can move it a little bit more? If you need to stand, would you stand? Um, you know, whatever it is. I don't remember where all the ankles went. It is. How does that, how do they feel? They're feeling better? That thumb up up there, it's feeling better? It's coming? It's coming? Yeah. Jesus, we just say more right there, more. Okay, we're, we went after ankles. Can we go after uh, wrists? Like maybe carpal tunnel? Anybody deal with carpal tunnel in here? Yeah, would you just stand? I feel like you're supposed to stand. Yeah, again, extend your hand out. Whoa. We say over, over wrists right now in Jesus' name. 
wrists right now in Jesus' name. We say carpal tunnel, you got to go. We say swelling, you got to go. We say arthritis, you got to go. There's no more brace that has to be worn right now in Jesus' name. There's no medication that has to be taken right now in Jesus' name because you're going to see complete healing right now in your wrists. We declare it. We believe it. We walk in it right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, God, you've already done it for ankles and you've already started the healing. We're saying complete healing in wrists right now, God, by the power of the testimony right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Is there any improvement? Any improvement? Check it out. Maneuver it. Do what you got to do. If we need to get you on the drums to play some drums, we'll get you. How you feeling? Better? Any, any improvement? Any improvement that you're feeling? To get in there? Kind of? Sort of? Maybe not really? Don't, you don't have to lie to me. It's okay. We're in church. Like, please don't lie. Like, <laughs> okay, if not, that's okay. We're going we're gonna to pray. We're, we know God is doing some great things. Hey, if he called it out, there's something he wants to do in it, right? Okay, I got to share these verses. I only have a couple minutes here. Can I just share some verses with you guys? Okay, Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. Thanks, Jared, brother man. You can go. That's not it. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate all that you do. <laughs> yeah. Man, sounded rude. <laughs> Isaiah 54. I love Jared. He's amazing. Um, I know we all love him too. So, uh, Isaiah 54. We're going to start with verse number one through verse number 17 in the NIV version. I feel like this is like where he's brought us to, and and maybe we'll stay here for a minute. Maybe we won't. We'll we'll kind of go through. But I feel like as Isaiah 50, 54 verse one. Uh, it says, sing barren woman who have never born a child, burst into song, shouts for joy. You were never in labor because you are the children of the desolate woman. Then, uh, because of the desolate woman, then of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide and don't hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Okay, we got to read that again. Enlarge the place of your tent. Or enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. Everyone say, do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. Everyone say, do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. Humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remove no more the report. Remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. Okay, here's the deal. Pastor Christie even called it out earlier that we believe that Christ is doing is removing the shame and guilt of yesterday. Here, this is what the Bible tells us: Do not be afraid, because you're, you will not be put to shame. So many times that causes a, a, a fear or anxiety inside of us because if we're going to go talk to a leader, we have done something wrong, there's the guilt and shame of it. When my kids, it's like, you know, there was an issue at the house. I'm not going to tell you what exactly they did, but they, there was an issue at the house and nobody was fessing up to it. I have three, uh, four beautiful, amazing children. And so when I called them all to the living room, well, actually, the issue happened in the bathroom. So I took them all to the bathroom. I said, hey, guys. Who unraveled the whole thing of toilet paper into the toilet? Like, and it wasn't just one of them. There was multiple things in there. 
And I was like, you know, guys, does anybody want to say anything? <laughs> and you know what they did? They all started pointing to each other. <laughs> but I stopped them and I said, here's the deal, though. Yeah, it was a mess up. It was okay. We, things happen. Like, man, they're kids. You know, they're learning. I'm learning as a parent. Um, things happen, but, you know, we don't want to treat our house this way. We want to treat it with, with the respect. And so, you know, if anybody would like to, you're more than welcome to, you know. Um, I even had to go as far as be like, you're not going to get in trouble. I just want to know who exactly did it so we can have a conversation about it. <laughs> and one of my kids spoke up and said, said it was them. And so I got down on my knees and looked them eye to eye and I said, here's the deal. We all mess up, but we don't have to be ashamed or guilty of it anymore. Amen. Are you sorry for it? I said, I am. Are you going to do it again? No. And I was like, please, Jesus, let's hold that to it, okay? <laughs> and I was like, no. I said, okay. I said, but here's the deal. You're not called to do things like this. You're called to be an amazing leader. You're called to do something great for the kingdom, and you don't have to walk in the guilt and shame anymore. Now, now here's the thing <clears throat> with each and every one of us. Sorry, that was loud into the microphone. To each and every one of us, the exact same thing can happen when we make a mistake, we can feel like, I want to hide. Isn't that what, what they did in the, in, in the garden? When they began to try to sew fig leaves together, if we fix it, dad's not going to know we broke it. You know, they're, they're trying to, 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 to take care of the mess themselves. And yet it says that the spirit of God came walking into the, into the garden to come talk with them. And he's calling out for them. It's the same thing for you and I that today the father's calling to each of us. To say, hey, you don't have to live in that muck anymore. You don't have to live in the guilt and shame anymore. You get to be reminded when we position ourselves in a spirit of repentance that we want to be his children. We get to be reminded that we're called sons and daughters of the most high God. That, like the Bible tells us here, you don't have to be afraid because you're, you won't be put to shame. You don't have to fear disgrace because you won't be humiliated. Even the things that we feel like we have done so much in the past or, or yesterday, it talks about youth, but it, it, even from yesterday, that you don't have to be ashamed about it because when I say, Jesus, I want you to be Lord and Savior of my life, guess what he does? He washes us to make us clean. And then a thing about it, I love it, is that what he does is he positions us in a church family together, that we get to walk it out together. Amen. We don't have to be that, oh my gosh, I, I, I now have given my life to Christ, now what do I do? Hey, guess what? I want you to get plugged in. Why don't we meet up? Why don't we hang out? Why don't we get into our word? Let's start reading the Bible together. Because it, here's, here's the deal, what, 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 what's happening anymore, it's like when things begin to mess, when we begin to mess up or we have something that we've done wrong, our, our nature is to take a step back and to, to seclude ourselves. And the enemy wants to get us all alone because he knows if he can get us all alone, then he can be able to speak any words or he can be able to say anything and we're going to take them as truth. But yet when I, when, I, when I know, and that can be all of us, I'm saying all of us, that could be even myself, I can feel that way. But I know now because I, I, I serve with an amazing pastor that, you know, I was like, hey, Pastor Lynn, here's the deal. I made a mistake. You know, if you want my keys, fine, or whatever, we're going to talk about it. But I don't do that anymore. I used to say that because I used to be kind of insecure about things. Um, I used to always feel like, man, I got to turn on my keys. And I've told the pastor that a couple different times. <laughs> 
But I don't anymore. I don't anymore. I don't do anymore. Yeah, see, testimony. That's what I'm talking about. I don't anymore because I know what God has called me to do. Now, do I make mistakes? I'm a youth pastor. Yes. Like, we drink soda from socks. You know, we, 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 we collide at each other in the middle of games. I want your kids to be here on Wednesday nights with, with me. They, it's amazing. It's powerful. Um, I want them to be in the high school class and internship and stuff like that. But, but here's the deal, though. It's like, when I begin to bring it, the mistake to the feet, like when I bring it to Pastor Lynn, who's, you know, who's, who leads us here in our church, and tell him I made a mistake, we talk about it. Pastor does such an awesome job of like discussing with us, walking through it. And I think it's the same way, because Pastor has the heartbeat of God. I think it's the same way God does with us. Amen. Is that he doesn't ever just all of a sudden be like, ha, 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 you're no longer this, and like rip off the coat of you. Like, you know, it's like that, like that little badge, you know, he doesn't like rip that off of you. What he does is say, hey, that badge may be a little bit twisted to the side. Let's fix it. Let's remind you that you no longer have to walk in the guilt and shame. Does that make sense? Okay. So uh, verse five, um, I have so many verses in like two minutes. Okay. So verse five, it says, uh, for your maker is your husband. The Lord God, the Lord almighty is his name. The Holy one of Israel is uh, your redeemer. He is called the God of all earth. The Lord will call you back as if you're a wife des uh, deserted and distressed in spirit, a wife who married young, only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with deep compassion, I will bring you back. Hallelujah. In a surge of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Yeah. Uh, for this is like the day, days of Noah, when I uh, swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will never be shaken. Nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. I love it that it like had to say it again. Like, who has compassion on you, okay? Do we have the verses up there? Yeah, you're amazing, Hannah. Thank you. It says, um, verse 11, afflicted cities lash, uh, lashed by storms and, and not comforted. Excuse me. I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise. Your foundation with, and I'm probably going to butcher this, lapis Lazuli, I think is how you're supposed to pronounce it. But if I did, I'm extremely sorry. But this is what I want to go after, though, is that he's going to rebuild us with stones of turquoise. Because what God is going to do, I believe, in these next few seasons of our life, or this next season that we're going to walk in, is that he wants to, be, to remind you that even though the enemy have, has came in to try to steal, kill, and destroy, what God is going to do is rebuild you with turquoise. Now, what is turquoise? Turquoise is this amazing color, and there's all these different meanings to it. But the most thing is, is that there is, he is going to be rebuild with a connection from heaven to earth. What he wants to rebuild in your life is to remind you that you still have access to God. Because your guilt and shame wants to tear you away. But what the Father, what Jesus has already done on the cross is so that you can boldly walk into the throne room of grace and say, Daddy, I messed up. Help me to remind myself that I'm your child again. 
He wants to rebuild some things today in your life that you may have felt has been long dead and gone. But the Bible says he wants to rebuild it to restore the connection of what he wants to do in your life. Man, okay. I'm trying to like hold back because I know my notes. You don't know my notes. And so try not to jump ahead of myself here. (laughs) But he's saying that. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, But he wants to rebuild the foundation. He wants to rebuild the foundations in your life. With this flower, it can represent strength. It can represent uh, um, strength and comfort. It can also represent the knowledge of, uh, of things. And I believe what Father's doing today is rebuilding that foundation to remind you it's strength that comes from him. It's knowledge that the Holy Spirit begins to download. But here's the deal. We are only able to build as far as we have allowed the foundation to go. Okay, does that make sense? I cannot build out to here. Now, miraculously and spiritually, that'd be amazing to step out out here. But I can only step as far as the foundation has actually been set. Here's what the prophetic word does for us. It tells us that's where I want you to be. And this is where I'm at today. The prophetic is telling me that that's where God has for me. And I know we're trying to get to it. But how much more does he want to build the foundation so that you can actually step out and take the next step and say, okay, I'm closer to one step where I've heard the word say that he wants me to be at. This is what the Father wants to do in our life. It's because so many times we're stuck here because of the guilt and shame, and we don't want to take another step back. In fact, at times, we feel like we need to take two steps back because I've messed up too much. Have anybody ever been that? Like, you're like me, that I used to say, Pastor, I just got to hand in my keys. Like, just take it. It's like, or it's like, I still know that this is where God's called me to be. And as a community, at times we need each other because we need to remind each other, there's another step, take it. As a community, this is why I believe it's so important that we do together as leaders. Man, I'm walking a lot today. I got heavy boots on. And so as leaders, we want to be able to remind you that God has called you for this very specific purpose and time. It is not by accident that you're here today. It is not by, oh, it just so happened that we just decided to get up. No, 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 no. The Father's saying, hey, there's, there's something I've got for you, but I want you to be able to step out because and leave the guilt and shame that you have felt from before and begin to walk closer to where he's got it. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, we got we to gotta go. Here, I want to I tell you this. Verse 12. It says, you will make... Um, I will make your, wait, hold up. Let me just jump to where I actually want to just get you to. Verse 13 is amazing. It says, all your children will be taught by the Lord. Like every parent said, amen. Amen. Yes, yes. All the children will be taught by the Lord. And uh, great will be their peace. All the parents said, amen. Amen. Yeah, we say peace over our next generation and our children. Yeah. You know, that's just the, the, the most amazing thing. It's like, I just don't want to see peace happen to my kids. I want to see peace happen to my kids' kids. Like, I want to see every generation that we believe, we declare it, every generation saved and set free. Um, Okay, fine. Verse 14. In righteousness, you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will will be removed from you. It will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, you, it it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. Isn't that a great word? They're attacking me, and now they're going to surrender to me. 
I didn't have to do anything other than to stay in my closeness to the connection already rebuilt. Remember, we talked about it. I got rebuilt and connected with the Father. That's all I got to do is be holding onto his hand and everything else is going to be taken care of. Whatever comes against us is not going to be able to stand because of my whole hand holding with God. My hand holding with the Father. Last night, uh, yesterday, we got the amazing opportunity to be able to go to a football game. There was a couple different things. First off, you know, I'm just going to tell you, listen, as a dad, it's a lot of people, and I had my two boys with me. So when we started going through the crowd, they were saying it was a sold-out crowd. I can believe it. Like, man, the, the lines to the bathroom were a nightmare. And especially we got two, two, well, one small boy, and then Micah, you know, he can take care of himself. And so I'm holding on to Isaiah's hand, and we start walking, and he pulled his hand away from me, and I stopped. And I said, bro, I'm not moving. I, I, called him, I called him bro. That's just what happens. I said, bro, I'm not moving anymore until you grab onto my hand. And, you know, there was that, like, moment that he looked at me, was like, are you sure? You know? And I was like, I'm for real. I'm not moving, dude. Like, I'm not going nowhere until you grab my hand again. Because there is a lot of people in here. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, being, I'm trying to be a good steward of what God has given me. Not living in fear. Trying to be a good steward of what God has given me. So I, I, he comes back out. He grabs my hand. And we start walking through the crowd. And guess what? I had to dodge some people, but I held onto his hand. And I brought him through with me. I had to kind of go around. Now, we're a little bit on the shorter side of our stature. So there was a lot of tall people at the, at the football game yesterday. And so I'm walking through. And I'm like, and everywhere I'm going, I'm leading him. But you know what Isaiah's doing? Is he's holding on to my hand. And unfortunately, we, 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 we walked into the wrong end of, of the restroom, and it, it was a little different. But, but when we got to the bathroom, though, we got to the bathroom, I, I started to realize that, like, my hand was gripping him so tight, you know? I, you know, and, and so, like, I probably had to, like, pry my fingers open. But I thought about our relationship with God. That even when the enemy tries to attack us, it, it hurts at times. It, 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 it takes a shot at us. But I can go through the crowd without fear because I know whose hand I'm actually holding on to. And maybe in the middle of your, your, your craziness today, maybe in the middle of everything going on, I just want to let you know that today the Father's hands are open for you. Today, the Father's hands are open so that you can be reminded that you are who he says you are. Not what the world says. There's enough voices trying to speak to us every single day. There's enough things trying to speak into our lives, even as a father, trying to tell me, you got to be this way. You got to act this way. You got to do this thing. There's so many times. But yet I want to be reminded that I'm actually holding on, that when attack does come, it won't harm me. Verse 16, it says, see, it is, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who, who have created and the destroyer of weak, of, to, excuse me, created the destroyer to wreak havoc. Then it says in verse 17, no weapon formed against you will prevail. No weapon formed against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. 
This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Can I tell you something? Where you're sitting today and where you're standing is a heritage of the Lord. It's a building that was dreamed of, thought of, property that was bought. But everywhere we go, it becomes this opportunity that it's a heritage from the Lord. When you stand in your house today, I want you to be reminded that you're a heritage from the Lord, but so is this house. When, you, when, when, we, when we go out to eat or we go to lunch next or we, whatever, whatever the day may calls for, I want you to be reminded that I'm a heritage of God and I get to also partner with the heritage that he has for me. Because if you're like me, you know, at times it was said like, well, you don't, you don't have the right background or you don't come from the right last name or, or, or whatever it may be. And, 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 and there's so many things that try to come at you to say, you can't, you can't, you can't. And yet the whole entire time God's saying, but I've already paid the price. Jesus is like, but if you come to me, I'll hold your hand. If you come to me, I've already paid it all. You can just get to ready to receive. And you know how we can receive? We get to walk out to where he's got us, where he wants us to be, and we get to extend the border. Because the prophetic word has been given to us, right? And so when we walk through, we get to extend the border. And I thought about this as as they extend borders, like how far? They said swing super wide. Like, was it like, you know, if it was back here or whatever, was it like here? And I got to set that one there. I got to come over here and set this one here. Or is it like this thing where I just kind of go, that's where I want it. I get to come over here. I'm not going to throw it at you. That's where I want it. I get to come over here and I get to throw it down and say, that's where I want it. Every time that it's saying, because we have been contending for creative miracles to be happening. We have been contending for the presence of God. So it's in my prayer time, am I going like this to the border or am I going like this to the border? In, in my prayer time, in my Bible reading time, in my present, in my time that I spend with God, am I just moving it just enough to fulfill, to make me get the good goosebumps and to move on? Or am I really contending for what every step that God has for me? Every prophetic word that he has already given to us can and will be fulfilled, but it's going to take us to extend some borders. Every time we get to walk in our, in our relationship with God, are we just constantly kept in, being kept off by on the platform, by fear, by guilt, by shame? Or am I saying, hey, you know what? I don't freaking care, God. Like, I'm going to kick it over so I can see your kingdom come as much as possible. Sorry, I totally said something I was supposed to. My bad. I got excited. I, I apologize. I really do. I'm sorry. I'm not, that's not, that, yeah. Okay. Um, let's, let's go let's move forward. See, we all make mistakes. I apologize. I owned it. And let's go. But are we, are we, how far are we willing to extend the border? What about with my kids? For those of you that are parents, how far am I willing to extend the border? Do I really want to see Christ rule and reign in Isaiah? I'm just going to use another example. Isaiah's life just here. Or am I extending here? My son, Micah, was telling me about some things he wants to do in his life and what he wants to become. And, and as a parent, there was this fine line that I started to kind of go in my head of like, I can throw this thing way out there or I can do it here and say, but I don't know quite if that's where God's got you. And my sister's, my sister's awesome. Every time he's around her, 
she'll say, I really like this. And she'll say, I know you do because you're a genius. And he's like, uh, okay. And she, he, she'll, he'll be like, well, I really like rocks. She goes like, I know because you're a genius. And I'm like, no, he was licking the rocks, you know, like, okay. But she says, but that's where like the words, right? The words are, words are powerful. So if I'm saying that, it was a joke. I didn't say that out loud. I kept it in here. And so, but if I were to release it, would I be doing this to my kid? Or would I be doing this to my kid? That we're getting rid of the borders. Because how much more do the borders even need to be moved for the presence of God to be able to move more into our lives? How much more when we begin to go into worship and we just kind of stop it here because I don't want to look a fool in front of everybody? How much is it until we actually start to just really dive in deep into worship and, and, and we start to move it just a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more because God, I want to see your kingdom come. I want to see your will be done. I want to see it right here, right now. I want to do more. I want to see more. But guess what? It's going to take a little bit more movement. It's going to take a little bit of construction. It's going to kind of get loud because um, how many of you know when you're around construction zones, they're loud. You hear, the, you hear the hammers, you hear, you hear the, the, the uh, compressors, you hear the nailing, you hear all the different things happening because it gets loud. Well, guess what? Here at Valley Church, we're kicking out the borders even more. Our construction is going to get loud. Our worship may get louder. Our prayer time might get louder. Our declaring God to be good and real and powerful is going to get so much louder that it's going to drown out every noise that's ever from before because I want to see his kingdom come more than anything else in my life. Would you stand with me to your feet? I hope this made sense. Was this okay? Did this? I only had a couple minutes with you. I got to get... Our Sunday school teachers are probably like, bro, it's 12. Like, help me out here. But, oh, I'm telling you, how much are you willing to kick the borders out? He just said extend the borders. He didn't tell you this is where you're going to extend it to. He left it up to the imagination of you to say where the borders are going. You get to be the one to say this is where we're going to go next. As husbands, as fathers, as, as, as people of God, hey, there's going to be some borders we're going to start moving to see the kingdom of God really move in the way he wants to. I was thinking about it even for our Christian school, like where can I move the borders to next? I was thinking about it in our youth group, where can we move the borders to next? I thought about it for my own family, where can we move the borders to next? And then you know what I had to do? I had to think, Tim, where am I moving the borders to next in my own life? If I just stopped after one song of, of worship or have I really dove in deep to the presence of God that even the foundation of my house starts to shake. That even the foundation of my kids' lives begin to shake and shake out all the things. So God, I just say right now, no, you know what? I'm sorry. Let's, sorry, I started to dive in, but no. What I want you to do, is there anybody here that's ready for borders to be moved and foundation to shake? Let me see your hand. Okay. So on the count of three, I just want you to come on down. Get out of your seat. You're going to move the border. Uh, please don't step on those things. Yeah, thank you, Miss Susie. I'll move this one. Uh, don't, don't, uh, I'll go this way. Perfect. Hey, we even brought in a rock from outside. What God wants to do is to remove those borders. He wants to remove that foundation. He wants to shake it up. So who wants the borders to be moved? Who wants foundation to be shaken? Would you just make your way on down here? Come on.
on. One, two, three. I want you to get out of your seat. Come on down. Come on. We're making a prophetic declaration. I'm moving the borders today. I'm releasing the limits. I'm stepping out in faith. I know God is an amazing, powerful, wonderful God. So we are contending for limbs to be, to be healed. We are for saying for limbs to be grown out. We're saying for families to be restored. We're saying for, for, for all bodies to be completely in align with what you've got, God, because you've got a work for us to do. And we are about to walk into the greatest season that we have ever seen at Valley Church and in the Treasure Valley. God, we are saying, let your glory fill the temple right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, would you put your hands up? Let's just begin to seek him. Let's just begin to go after him. Yeah, yeah. God, we're not giving up until we see your kingdom come. I'm going to extend the borders. I'm going to kick it out the limits. I'm going to walk in what you have for me, God. Yeah. Whoa. Jesus. Jesus. Construction gets loud because it notifies everybody in that area God is doing or uh, something's happening here. Growth is happening. So I feel like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say one, two, three, and then you're just gonna shout the loudest shout that you can. Because I believe that even if you have come in tormented, you're going to be delivered right now through the shout. If you have come in with a disease, you're going to be healed right now because of the shout. It is not because of of what we can do, but everything because I'm shouting to the one that gives glory and honor. I'm shouting to the one that, that, that died on a cross but rose again so that I can have life. I'm shouting to the one so that the enemy's voice can be loud and so I can declare with my mouth that he is good and his love endures forever. So whatever you've got, I want you to picture in your mind, if it's your healing, if it's a restoration, if it's an infertility issue, if it's a whatever it is, we're saying right now, God, with the release of our mouth, let it be declared with your presence that you are good and your love endures forever. So let's shout all together and we're just going to release it and let God do his way this morning. So on the count of, one, on the count of three, ready? One, two, three.